All right, guys. I'm kind of jealous. I got Welcome back to the podcast. podcast. So one thing I noticed is I'm I talk with my hands, and like I'll I'll paw on the table when I talk, and you can. Sam gets mad. No, I get mad because you can really hear it. Okay. So like, be careful even when. I need to stop mumbling. Arms. So like when I set him down, it's kind of heavy. <laughs> so Alex should so be you okay. Should, you but the, should the, the the little legs, you hear nothing when he's when, when he's yeah. <laughs> throwing up a storm under there. He can't hear nothing. <laughs> So that is what we should talk about today. I feel like I'm kind of short. Is what the hell happened, guys? I don't know. What the it hell seems happened? Like, it seems we like had it in the everything bang. around Viper Energy just tends to to crumble. I think it's... not. I shouldn't say crumble because I don't think that's crumble. 100% accurate. But Not crumble. It's just uh, we definitely are being faced against the odds on this one, which I love. Just really tricky situations between everything, The man. entire production. Yeah. So a little background for everyone. We won't say any names. We shouldn't say any names. We won't say any names. If you do, that, then Brian can just bleep them out. Sort of turn like you're facing Dane and less like you're facing me. So, like, you can kind of see what it looks like. Yeah. I just, I really like saying it. We need to intro Alex. That's okay. <laughs> this is Alex, guys. All right, moving on. I don't know why I come up here. <laughs> All right. I'm just – Alex, fine. Let's go around the table real quick. Alex, if you don't remember me from the last podcast, I'm Sam. The one and only Alex. And I am Dane. So Alex, a little background of Al. He was pretty much – The day one. A day one. He was. He was – An OG customer. A founder. OG customer. Paid full price as well for the chair. Didn't call in. Didn't bitch him on about price. Didn't want free shipping. The guy just paid for it. Yeah, dude. He came on extremely early. We'll have a whole segment on Alex in a, in a later video because we're kind of working through the, the trilogy mm-hmm. of Viper's birth. But Alex is the head of brand and partnerships for Viper Industrial. His dude connects us with some of the biggest dogs in the game. And he's here with us today. That was a good intro. I know. I, I thought I was. In, I, I didn't even have a piece of paper. I'm in on royalty. That thing, dude. Yeah. Well, also, I thought you were gonna be. I thought you were gonna make fun of me a little bit, but there's nothing that. Uh, was there'll be plenty of that hype. later. I'm kind of pumped right now. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, guys. Yeah, dude. Look at that. Thanks so for joining us. You I came for what'd you come for? This this trip. I literally this was my third ticket that I booked, and I was supposed to be up here for the first day of canning for Viper Energy. And yeah. There's no such canning to be done this week. Unfortunately. So we got this month. This was a we had our knock cups on this week. And last and week. And last week, yeah. yeah. And the months that we've been we've been working on this project for it's gotta be close to two years now. Easy. It's gotta be close to two years. Like I remember so it was in like the talks when I joined on as kind of like a like an up in the air joke, you know, that you guys would always throw around and yeah. then as like within a month or something after I was on, you guys brought on Chris who formulated it. So it was like, true. Yeah. So know. backstory was like, uh, it was one of the trips up here. Dane picked me up like he always does from the hotel. Then that hotel was right next to a quick trip. Stopped in there, got some drinks. Um, almost always we pick up energy drinks because we literally lived off them because that's all we did was work all the time. And then we got back in the car and we're just sitting there. Like he was looking over the ingredients and stuff. He's like, why don't we just make our own? And I was like, kind of just laughed it off and then i it think was it joke. was like the afternoon like the drive home we're like fuck it 
let's do it. Let's make one. And then literally that's when all the other stuff you're talking about comes in. So literally yeah. again, start as a joke. <clears throat> it started as a joke, but then like once what we a had, serious joke. It, it wasn't just yeah. like a screw it, let's well, make no, an no, energy no. drink. It was like we could make them one better. That first like week was kind of like just throwing it a around like, all right, we made some simple designs, but there's no core purpose of what we wanted to do with it. Yeah. And then like actually when we started to think about it, you I remember the conversation you and I had, you're like, dude, I'm having like serious side effects from these energy drinks I'm drinking. Because in the beginning stages, we were we were up till like midnight, one a.m., two a.m. working on on stuff. And like it need, was a daily thing. It was daily, literally. And I had like not what well, not pallets. What are they call like I was I was getting like, like monster cart- energy cartons, cartons of <laughs> yeah. like like literally like when you order like a 40, 50 pack of them, yeah. whatever it is. And I was going through three, four a day. Like I don't know how honestly. Like I don't know how I didn't die. When you read those stories about how many how much people like have heart problems or whatever from how much energy drinks they drink and not only that all the sugar and all the other stuff that's put in my body consistently drinking that much consistently working that much like it's kind of unreal yeah honestly yeah but you were drinking i remember we had that conversation like dude i'm like i'm not right something's going on yeah and i'm like okay well how much you sleep in you're like not much i'm like well <laughs> are you taking your you, body yeah, no what are, what, what are you are you eating good no <laughs> So you had you had things it was, added it was the up, whole thing, yeah. You had things added up on top of it, but then we really came down to like, hey, how many energy drinks are you drinking? You sent me a video or a picture or whatever at like midnight drinking one, and you're like, I go through like three or four a day, and then like that's when it hit me where I'm like, you're not the only one. Yeah. I see kids in the gym drinking a few just during a workout, and then started to do a lot of research on like all the ingredients that that like. Ghost Energy, Monster, Red Bull put in their drinks. Um, they're sugar-free and carb-free drinks. And it's mm-hmm. like, how are you getting it so sweet? You know, at such a low cost. You'd go, you'd walk in there, you could get two ghosts for like two bucks. I'm like, how is it a dollar? Like dollar fifty. these ingredients have to be terrible. Wait, you bring up a good point too about the zero calorie or whatever, because I remember I'd, I'd start, I would just drink regular uh, energy drinks, right? Like just the normal one that everyone kind of gets. And then... That's when you start talking about it. I'm like, okay. And then I started finding like the zero ones. I'm like, oh, no, it's good for me. Yeah, it's caffeine. But look, there's nothing in it. There's no sugar. There's no calories, whatever. Like these are right. good for me. And you're like, no. No. You're like, does it have this in it? I'm like, yeah. And then you're like, do you know what that is? I'm like, no. Exactly. And I like, so, look it up. I'm like, oh, damn. Okay. And right. then I start realizing that all those healthy energy drinks are terrible. Not, yeah. And what you'll notice too is when they'll say like no sugar or no carbs <clears throat> and they'll say uh, no artificial sweeteners. People need to realize that there's a difference between sweeteners, flavoring, and coloring. Yep. Okay. So if it doesn't have any artificial sweeteners, it might have artificial flavoring mm-hmm. and artificial colors in it. Well, that's and just, other artificial ingredients. That's just the sneaky marketing it, stuff they're trying to do. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. And like that, then once we started to, to dig markers. in, right, we're like, I'm like, dude, this this shit's all a lie. And once we started to actually dive into it and like look at the ingredients, we're like, there's a huge opportunity for a new energy drink brand like Viper to come in and that's a trustworthy brand, whether it's just energy drinks or supplements in a whole. And then I tied it to my diabetes and I'm like, no wonder whenever I drink an energy drink that's sugar-free, my blood sugar will spike, like spike. And I'm like, how the hell is it spiking when it's, no carbs, no sugar. And that's the thing. And real quick, I don't mean to cut you off, but like you said something that I want to harp on is like you said trustworthy. And that's the biggest thing. There's no reason that a 
energy drink should be putting these things in a drink other than to trick a consumer. Like the sucralose simply right. is there to say that they can make a claim that it's yeah. sugar-free because they know that if they say it's sugar-free to the consumer, the consumer is going to think that it is good for them. Correct. And it's not. There's millions of studies that say sucralose is horrible for you. So again, being trustworthy is huge. And, it, and it's just... So I've I've started to think of like my health and like the stuff that I consume almost as like an investment. Like if you, you know, if you smoke a pack (laughs) of cigarettes, you know, clearly it's not good for you. Right. But if you do something, if you smoked a third of a cigarette a day, like, oh, no, it's it's not that bad. But then if you did it every single day and three times a day, you know, like all of a sudden, like it just starts to compound. And like if you don't think about it that way. It's the same thing as investing. If you put a dollar away a day, you know, at the end of, you know, a year, at the end of 10 years, like how much money do you have? And so like, if you think about your health in that way, we're like, okay, sure. This energy drink I'm having today will be just fine. I can afford it, you Mm -hmm. know? Okay. But then multiply that times 365 days, multiply that times four years. Like, like, what are you actually putting in your body? And like, is it something that you can like that you should be putting in like well it's a tricky situation i feel like i can relate because it was me and it's like everyone's making the efforts like i don't think it's people being ignorant people are making those efforts to be healthier like go for the lower calorie go for the sugar-free options Mm -hmm. all that stuff it's just they don't know why those things are why those claims are being made like is it actually good for you or is it like again the sucralose and I think it's because all these companies are basically normalizing. So that's, like, that's exactly it. Every, now now it's like standard. If it's a zero calorie drink, I guarantee you 99% of them are sucralose. Right. 99% of them have ASK. 99% of them have all these things in them. It's because everyone in the industry is basically normalizing it. And so everyone thinks it's okay. And so with right. your claim of like doing this every so often, it's like they think it's fine. The consumer is doing it. It's like, approved. I don't, <clears throat> it's FDA approved. You yeah. know, it's, it can't be bad for you, right? Like, like it's That's why I really want to utilize the Viper base because I don't think it's the consumer's fault. I think it's the brand's fault for, like you said, yeah, it's the marketing. The, the it's clever tri- marketing. Tricky marketing. Yeah. And that's so unfair to the consumers because you don't truly know what you're putting into your body. Because right? that was me. Literally, you know? would I, right. if I knew what all this stuff was, would I have done it? No. But like, the, no. And then also like, then that, like we were talking the other day is if other people are doing it and you think it's okay, then you do it too. And it's like, it's just that the point that so many people right. do it, so many brands do it, that it's made to be okay at this point. And right. now we have the challenge just like we kind of did with the chairs, like trying to teach, like get people to go off of the consumable oh, nature. That's one thing I think now we'll, we gotta teach we'll struggle with like, off the bat is trying to explain it to people. Yeah, people are going to drink energy and be like, why is it not like that bang of sweetness that I'm so used to? It's like, because it doesn't include that crap that's awful right. for you. Right. You know what I mean? So we got to start from square one and go all the way back down and like basically help people relearn this stuff. Correct. Relearn think- what a sugar-free drink is. Relearn what a low-calorie drink actually is and how it's being done in the right way, not the cheap way. Right. And that's why I think there's a huge opportunity because we're, we, we'll be the only brand that'll be that transparent company besides Transparent Labs. Their stuff's pretty good. You know, they don't, doesn't do taste. they do an energy drink? They no, do they like don't. They do pre-workouts and they stuff, They do pre-workouts, right? but their, ta- their flavoring is way off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the concept's it's there, better. and that's what's important. It, it is. But, like, I want Viper to be the brand where no matter what supplement – or product in general that we're selling, people can see the can or the case or the bottle and trust it and be mm-hmm. like, 
I don't even need to feel like I need to look at the ingredients because this is a trustworthy brand. Because I think the reason why I know there's an opportunity there is it's so sad to see these large energy brands or supplement brands that are now making their clean line, Mm -hmm. their natural line. And it's like, if you take a step back and look at that from a bird's eye view in marketing, are you, you're essentially saying that all your other products are artificial and shitty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I I saw rain energy just launched like their, their clean version of an energy drink. And it's like, Bro, you're literally telling everybody that your other stuff is terrible for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, we made so much money off that that now we can do this other thing right. and charge and more money like, for it too. That's exactly it. Is like, it's like the can is like a third of the size smaller or something it like is. that. I tried one the it's other day. It's a fraction. You know, yeah, and it's, it's super sweet. And, and it, it just, just goes to the consumer. And I think this consumers need to like take a step back and look at that and be like, what kind of brand is but, this? But take a step back and look at it. Did you see what's in it still? Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's still Sucralose. There's still Ace K. So it's like... Dude, you're still lying. Like they're designing these cans in a way to trick your psychology to make you feel good when you drink it. And it's so unfortunate. And like it, it, it just upsets me because like these large brands have control over the consumer to the point where like they're not even looking at the ingredients. They're just trusting the brand. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are probably saying like, yeah, but it's the consumer. The consumer needs to educate themselves and stuff. It's like there's only so much the consumer do it at one point when all these brands are doing it. And they're also like, again – tricking them and like i mean what is a consumer supposed to go through every single ingredient on the healthy drink and actually make sure it's good for them like mm-hmm. that's a little kind of overwhelming i feel like if you put a healthy option out there if you market as a healthy option then it should be a healthy option i feel like that's Correct. an obligation as a brand to do that and obligation that's that's a great word yeah like you're as a brand owner if you're making supplements that somebody's consuming on a day-to-day basis it is your obligation to make sure that is the best ingredients in there you know, where did that ever turn? When did it ever change? At what point did people realize that, oh, I don't have to pay so much for cane sugar or sugar. I can now cut my costs in half and put this artificial sweetener in there that is still probably worse for you than sugar is. Mm-hmm. But I'm cutting my costs in a, in, by, fra- like by a ton. And it's, it's just unfortunate where we came to where we are now. And you wonder why all these health issues come arise. And when people are passing dead at 35 years old, 40 years old, you're like, well, how could that happen? It's like, look at what we're, our generation especially, look at what we're eating. Mm-hmm. All the artificial stuff and everything, preservatives, fried food, greasy. Like, let's take it back to the to the grassroots days of our of our grandparents. See, and I think I think a good portion of it is changing because, like, I've, I heard a bunch of McDonald's restaurants are closing, so – like and there Burger are, King, and and so it's like there are people notice that you know while the food might taste good, you know while it's a good dopamine hit or whatever. Like there are so many other options that you can get for like the same price. Well, I think that, the pandemic helped a lot because it raised like before that was the op- that was the option because it was cheap. Like low income families or whatever, they would eat those things because it was cheaper for the most part. And now like out of the prices have raised, like that stuff's not cheap anymore. So it actually worked. Well, and, and, like I, and I think favorite. there are yeah. just more restaurants out there that offer like a competitive, you know, that, that opportunity, well, like a Chipotle, a Qdoba, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, you know, um, you know, not maybe Chick-fil-A's might not be I say the your best guys, option. Your guys' but... app says bad things about all the places you just named. Yuka? <laughs> Whatever that app is. Let's talk about that app. That's because app. I really want to make consumers aware of this app. It's called Yuka, Y-U-K-A. You can truly scan any product in the grocery store. This isn't an ad. We're not sponsored by them not getting paid for this but you can 
yet. <laughs> you can reach out to Alex and we can set some. <laughs> so you can scan any barcode in the grocery store. And I would say probably 95% of the products they've rated. So they have their internal team that they uh, – have core values stating that they don't take any endorsements from outside brands, any of these large companies to it's make theirs better. It, there's do research on them because they're a super respect, respectable brand and it feels like a family. It really does. And it actually might be a family that started it, but you can scan any barcode and it'll tell you any additives in it, any artificial flavors, ingredients, uh, any alarming ingredients that you should not be consuming. And it'll actually score it out of a hundred. When Kenzie and I started using this app, we cut our grocery products in half because they were bad for us. Or like it was being rated at like 20 or zero. It's harmless things too. Take uh, tortilla shells, for example. Yeah. We were buying your, your name brand, toast, whatever the hell it is, and it was zero out of 100. Like legitimately zero out of 100 saying like this, this is terrible for you. So it's those harmless things that – or those things that you think are harmless – but actually, when you take a step back and look what's in it, there's all these flavoring and dyes and artificial this to preserve the shelf life. I, like, like, I don't I love want that, that stuff in my body I love that all. app because it takes away all that, like, having the consumer do all the research. Because it's tough, like, to, to remember all tough. this stuff. Like, unless you're passionate about it. Like, I know, like, the top top core things that are bad for you just because of the energy. But, like, to know all those things in every type of food and stuff is mm -hmm. a little, little much. So, yeah. being able to scan that, it's pretty It's dangerous. pretty cool. And, um, and you feel like shit too when you're driving around with Dan and he's like, let me scan that. He's like, yeah, fucking nah, zero. I'm, I'm keep it, Alex. I'm like, damn. So I take, I take, I like Yuka, but I sort of take into like account, like, you know, the stuff that they list. Cause it'll say like, you know, oh, it's too high in calories or whatever. And like, as a, as a person who like misses my calorie marker all the time by like a, a less than amount, you have to sort of take into account that whatever they give you you have to pay attention to oh, it. Yeah, right. take it with a grain of salt. Because yeah. I, I, I get that all the time. Like mindless sheep, you got to yeah. actually pay attention to it. So that. like yeah. sometimes it'll say like too much sugar or something. But if you actually look at the sugar and it's cane sugar, like that's not bad for you. And like you said, sometimes you need that in your diet. Correct. You know, or say yeah. like it'll say too much sodium or whatever. Like to me, honestly, when I look at stuff like that, being somebody that's physically active, drinking a lot of water, like when it says there's too much fat or sodium or whatever it is, like – I kind of not necessarily ignore it, but I'm like, okay, that's. I'm just making sure there's no artificial. Yeah, and think about your lifestyle, your you goals, know? and stuff like that. Yeah, and that stuff. Like you that said, just... I, if somebody that has, we have fast metabolisms. Yeah, and like to gain weight is extremely hard. Been trying my like, whole life, dude. It's so hard. You got to eat. The only way to do it is like by eating garbage and pizzas and this and that. But like, as somebody that has a fast metabolism, you have to get those calories and carbs that you're talking about. Yeah, you know, and sometimes the apple rated as as bad. But like, it'll be it'll be orange. See, and I think it won't be red. I actually think that's uh, an important thing to that people should pay attention to going forward. Is that like, you should take, you know, like health risks, or you should make decisions based on your own health. If you're comfortable with something, I think that like you know, if you like the flavor of a ghost, right? If you're comfortable with where you're at and you don't have any outlying health issues, all right you know, have a ghost for a day, right? But keep in mind that this stuff compounds over over the course of time. And I always think going back to the healthy option, while it might not be, you know, like eating a salad or something like that might not be the most exciting thing. Like it's the thing that 
like long term is good for you. And I think that's overall is what is important. It makes you feel good but too. I think people just don't eat to they eat to eat rather than eat for nutrition. I think that stuff kind of got lost. It's crazy what you can do. You can you can noticeably see changes in your body by switching your diet within a week. Your energy levels, how you sleep, how you work out, like by simply cutting out all the garbage. And that's exactly what we want to do with this with energy. Correct. You cut yeah. that stuff out, you feel better. I remember like, so once I learned all this energy stuff, I think I told like, I, I like, I literally, even though I still, I went from like the full energy drinks to like the fake one, like the fake healthy ones. And then once we kind of learned more about that stuff and I kind of sat back and looked at myself and like thought about all the like negatives that are going on in my body. then I just stopped cold Turkey. Mm-hmm. I haven't had an energy drink since I've sampled ours, but mm-hmm. we don't have any more to drink. But for the so nine months I went like cold yeah. Turkey, I haven't had any, and like the difference between a week, like I, didn't, I don't even need mm-hmm. that. You right. know what I mean? Like, and I felt better. I looked better. Like, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And that was just like, really, that was the only thing I really changed at like, I've changed a lot since then. But like the first thing that I changed was just not drinking that stuff mm-hmm. for so long. And and that's the thing with this Huge too is like you're talking about goes and tasting good. This thing tastes delicious. Yeah. Like it's so natural. Like when you taste it, it's refreshing. That's yeah. a word. That's a word for it. It's, it's not too sweet. It's not not too sweet. You know, I was like, like it was it, a little f- more filling as well. Like you drink the other ones and you get like that like bubble yeah, in your gut because there's rot. no there's nothing to it. You know, correct. And like after having the Viper Energy, it was like yeah, like I actually just drank something mm-hmm. you know that is like sustainable yeah seriously for the sure. way i i like talk about it is like i have kids i'm sure some people with kids will relate like when your dad or mom or whatever and like sometimes your kids like leave stuff out you take a little sip of like a juice and it's like you know kind of like rubbing this and it seemed like there's like some some like gummy bears or something like or what no like right. gummy snacks or i was like oh heck yeah i remember these on house when they taste good it's like that reminds me of like when i just like have their juice because i'm not a juice guy by any means i don't go out of my way to have juice but that's like a refreshing lightly carbonated juice and i different game mm-hmm. than energy drinks and that i feel like 100%. that's why i enjoy it more is it's not that like overpowering sweetness and carbonation and yeah, right different different <clears throat> option so that was essentially why we came into the industry mm-hmm. why we wanted to make our own product because we saw a market for it we saw that there was a need for a trustworthy brand that people can um know the ingredients in it are good for them and that we're actually looking out for the consumer so and we, start, we wanted to take that on. And we, yeah, we exactly. wanted to take on educating people. Correct. About it. Yeah, I, I, like I am extremely passionate about putting great things into your body. I love. I've been listening a lot of, to Rob Deerdeck, and he's in it for longevity. He's like, I want to live as long as I possibly can, and he talks about this stuff a lot. It starts by not trusting the huge brands that are just trying to take your money, mm-hmm. and going back to the grassroots of what our what our grandparents were doing. Mm-hmm. They're eating out of the garbage, <laughs> garbage garden. <laughs> They're, you know, like they're making their own food, you know what I'm saying? Versus going to the store and buying all this heat up in the microwave kind of stuff. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, But like, that's why we wanted to come into this industry because I feel there's a huge need and I feel kind of called to move into this, to this industry because I want to create products that people can trust and actually helps them reach their goals. I want somebody to take Viper Energy as a pre-workout and have the best lift of their life and not have any crash be extremely motivated throughout it and after. Um, but I want somebody to be able to grab this and know that they don't have to be worried that they're putting fake shit into their body. Yeah. You know? So we we designed the can. Uh, another another huge thing about Viper Energy as well is, dude, it's American made. Like, this is an American brand. 
everything we do promotes America and, and those that are, are the backbone of this country. You know, firefighters, you have troops, police officers, nurses, like that is the core blue collared workers. That's the core to Viper Energy is those that are that are essentially ensuring that that this company is running, you know, because without them, we country. wouldn't have any. What did I say? We have we, they have to run our company, too. But like, oh, run the country. Yeah. That's a company. <laughs> yeah, country. Yeah. Uh, but like that's we want to promote them and not a lot of energy. Actually, I don't think any energy drink brands are promoting an American made kind of patriotic vibe to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, you know, those workers and stuff. Yeah. Like you need the caffeine kick. That's why you have an energy drink. But I think a lot of people don't realize that like you need more than just a caffeine thing. Like when you're tired, your body's telling you you're tired. It's not be- you need caffeine and you're going to feel better. Your body needs X, Y, Z. And that's why we put X, Y, Z also in these drinks is because you need more than just caffeine. You need all the other things like the electrolytes, the L-theanine, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So your body actually has fuel to continue that work because what, like you're working late nights at the hospital, you think a little bit of caffeine is going to help you, you think it's going to make you more focused. No, it's going to give you a little bit of a hype. It's going to then crash and your body still needs what it needed. It needed some sort of energy source as far as like a, or sub, like a, a food source, almost like the amino acids. It needs replenishment from those electrolytes. It needed all that stuff. It just didn't need caffeine. And I feel like that's the trick of the energy drink is like all the focus is the caffeine. Everyone picks up a, an energy can. They're like, how much caffeine's in here? All right, that that's good. That'll give me a couple hours. It's like, right. no, man, there's so much more to that than it's, just a, it's a roller coaster you'll get the high and then you'll crash oh i need another energy drink yeah. oh i'm good crash where yeah. this is like sustainable throughout the entire day yeah. you know what i'm saying um but yeah we designed the can got it ready to go we obviously didn't know how to go about producing it so and i didn't want to just take ingredients from a kitchen sink and dump it in this thing so we hired a nutritionist chris so he'll be on on one of the podcasts as well Hired a nutritionist. Chris came in full time and his sole job in the beginning was, I want you to formulate the cleanest energy drink that provides the most sustainable energy for the everyday consumer. And after I think it was like two or three months, he had a formulation ready to go. He bought stuff from online. Remember him running around the shop? Hey, try this. Do you like this? Hey, is this too sweet? Hey, is this bad? So like, we didn't go to this big corporation and had them develop it for us. We're like, we want to know, we want to build the ingredients and give it to somebody else to help us build it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we don't have, we didn't know where we were at at that point. Chris came in and he and he absolutely killed it with with everything that's in there. It just talks about type of ingredients that we use too, or it speaks to those ingredients is the fact that we could just or like yeah, I think there's a couple of things that were online, but for the most part, it's easily obtainable stuff. Some of the grocery store, so ninety percent of stuff came from the grocery store. The other stuff, like maybe a nutrition store online, just because the grocery store doesn't have it, but it's easily attainable. And then we put it together in house, and we can mix it together minus the carbonation and have everyone drink it. It just tells you like what's in here. We don't have any special chemicals. We don't have all that stuff where you got to order it from like some sort of bake it or yeah, yeah do like, all this crazy shit. Really different feel. And that's you know when we first started this thing, like again, we didn't know like how to do this. So we kind of like reached out to some companies, and they're like, oh, we got this formula, this formula, this formula. You can pick one of these. You can add it. You can make it cherry, blueberry, whatever you want. And then we can we can do your can too. And we're like, we don't want just that's, the same shit that everyone else has that's a good and point that's where we brought in chris too is like literally like and that's i think it's actually uh, really, out of here kind of an interesting fact but go ahead yeah kind of stepping out of kind of that conversation but it's important and then we can kind of work back into like what happened is like when we talk about making energy drink everyone laughs right 
And why is that? The real reason is because they think it's like a money grab because everybody else that ever puts out an energy drink literally did just what I said. They go to this plant and they're like, hey, I want to make energy drink because we have a cool brand and I could probably sell it. And literally just pick ABC. You want the Red Bull one. You want the, the Cherry Monster. You want this and that. They put, they do a cool little can. They fill it up and they sell it. And they're just out there for the money. They don't care about what's in it. They don't care about anything other than that. They just want energy drink. We didn't do that. And so while everyone thinks it's a money grab, it's not. We're actually doing things completely different, stuff that costs way more money to do that, that like, you know, the cool thing about energy drink is like, there's probably really good profits in it. I'm sure if you do it that way, but like, that's not the case for us. We're mm -hmm. spending the extra money to make this better for people. And all of our marketing is going towards informing the customer, not like, hey, this is the best drink ever, try it. We're like, hey man, this is what you're drinking. You need to stop. And these are bad things for you. Whether or not that helps sell our product or just helps the consumer, it's a completely different game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I love what you said and I wanna, I wanna branch off on it more. So everyone listening can can understand there's brands out there that you can go to anybody can go to and you can take a Red Bull blend and just put your name on it. Remember That's that company? To me the too. first company we went to, we're, we're, we communicated with a lot of companies in the beginning, but they're like, hey, we already have this pre-made energy energy drink blend that tastes just like Red Bull that you guys can just put your logo on, we'll make it and and we can have this done in a month. And it's like, what color do you want it? Literally. What flavor do you want a cherry? you want a grape? Correct. Also, do you want to be under certain uh, calorie? Do you want to be under certain sugar? They can make those minor little tweaks, right. but at the end of the day, it's the same It's crap. the same thing. So then we asked him, we're like, what do you mean you have a red, like a Red Bull blend? He's like, it's just like Red Bull with the same ingredients, except we just tweaked it a little bit. And it like hit me. And you start to see all these energy drink brands pop up in the last year, and you start to look at their ingredients, and they're all the same. And the only difference is the look. And it's the everyone, look. They're trying to go for different consumers right. with a different brands, so different like, demographics. That was so eye-opening because even me before, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. how are there so many energy drink brands when you actually dive in, they're just utilizing their brand – their previous brand image to now launch into the energy drink space. There's, and that's why people lot laughed at just, us, I think, and right. still probably think we're just we're doing not that. The, we're not the everyday energy drink brand. We're not like everybody else. Like everybody else and their grandma and sister made their energy drink. Dude, Viper is completely different. Well, and that's the thing is completely the, different. When I went to the rag company for TRCMO, I'm sitting there at dinner the night before a presentation. I'm, I'm talking with Anthony, who was one of the head guys over there. And again, for those who don't know, he was had a pass with bodybuilding.com. He's been a model, a bodybuilder, all that stuff, and really knowledgeable in the industry. And like, literally, like I've known Anthony for a long time. And when I told him, like he just like, like kind of laughed and chuckled at me. And I was like, you know, you don't expect that from right. someone you've known for a long time. And I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, oh, cool, another energy drink. Uh, good luck, guys. I'm sure you guys will kill it or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not like that. And he's like, what right. do you mean? I started telling him. He's like, okay, heard that before, whatever. The next morning, I'm like, okay, I finally have the can here because it finally showed up whenever Dylan finally, you know, got it to me. And I showed it to him, and he's just looking at it. And, like, literally, he's like, like, his face, he's giving those reactions. He's like, shit, one, two, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, he's like, okay, I get it now. You guys literally are doing something different. And it's like, Correct. that was like a, right. you know. So like anybody listening, just, I, I just warn you to be super careful of the big name brands that you're trusting right now for the energy drink space and the supplement industry. Cause I, from my experience, like a lot of the brands are just cop copying each other. I'm not going to say the name, but there's this brand that I even thought I trusted. And they came out with an energy drink. I'm sure you guys know what I'm thinking of. And I look at the ingredients 
And like, dude, it's comparable to like a ghost or something else. And it's like, what the, f- like, I trusted this brand to come out with great products and they have artificial this, artificial that, sweeteners, dyes. And it's like, what the hell, man? You know, so it's like, damn, this brand, this huge behemoth of a brand just came into this industry just for a money grab, like you're saying too. And it's like, dude, it's kind of like, I lost a lot of respect for them. I'm not going to lie. And like that, seeing all the brands come into the industry is also like a huge motivating factor of why I want to do this even more. You know, Mm -hmm. why I think there's a great opportunity because I want to build trust with every single consumer. You know, it's one by one. I want people to see this and just feel trustworthy and relatable to who we are. Honestly, I feel like this is going to be an eye-opener. Like, yeah, we can see, like, brands are doing it for money brand, money grabs, and I think I've said this even that podcast, but I feel like a lot of them may not even know that, really. Like, deep down, I think a lot of, like, influencers that promote these things, and, like, they're, like, health nuts, and mm-hmm. maybe they just don't know it. So I think, like, my goal, my happiness with this for the marketing side, of, side uh, or aspect of it is to be able to, like, you know, inform those people. And then, like, when they're, like, pushing products or whatever, they're supporting someone, they actually, like, feel mm-hmm. better about it. Like, right. can you imagine, like, pushing something and then figuring out that it's garbage for people? Right. Like, that kind of sucks, so. So we got the can design. Chris formulated all the ingredients, had everything everything listed for uh, a middleman company that we, we discovered was the best in the industry. And, and when can, you say middleman, what, the, what, what Dane's saying is, like, not someone to do mainly just someone that's experienced in this industry of how to like they already have contacts with like canning lines with formulation companies somebody to help you get from point a to point b exactly that has experience for over 25 years yeah and they're the number one company they're trust they're trustworthy it's just that as we found out their internal organization is very uh scattered scattered very scattered in a polite way in a polite way and it shouldn't be for projects like this because there's mm-hmm. a lot of you're sent. They're essentially the middleman doing all the purchasing from vendors, making sure that it gets to the the packager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of logistics that go into it. And if you're a messy company, things are going to get lost, which we experienced well over ten or fifteen times and throughout think, the last two years. And at the time, like we like Viper's always been that way. Like we learned really early on to not rely on other people. We've done everything ourselves. This one was a little bit different because it was a different industry. And also, like, we were still growing. This was at the time, like, this was, like, a year and a half, two years ago or whatever. So, like, we were still trying to add employees. Like, we were still wearing mm-hmm. 10 hats each. So, like, we didn't have the time to do it. Right. So, like, we kind of had to rely on someone else if we wanted to get this going to kind of do some of that legwork for us rather than hiring mm-hmm. a whole team for something that we didn't know was going to take off. Yeah. So. I think I think it's difficult to to try and tread a path unless – somebody shows you how to get there you know mm-hmm. well, we're still trying to and figure so, out stuff on the industrial of side course the same yeah time, right so, so like, and you know granted like you don't know what you don't know and so i think for us moving forward like you know it becomes i like i jokingly said it to you the other day like we literally need a team who like who should j- just drive up in a black hellcat van and hop out and it's like all right hey we need this this and this like right. We're, we're here to take care of it. If your business like can't figure it out, like right. so Viper, get shit done. Because well, we're at that point now. We <laughs> have those you. people. And we also, we learned a lot through this. And now we can, yeah. I feel like we know it better than them because we took the time to research it. We didn't just like, we just rely on them to do all this stuff. Like we're heavily actively yeah. involved in this stuff. And like, it was very frustrating because at one point I feel like we could have done this ourselves, like a little bit into it as we got some more breathing room at yeah. Viper Industrial. It's just we signed an agreement. So, again, we're at this point where we hired a millman and we're on an agreement. And so 
take it from there. Yeah. So yeah. With that being said, it got. I mean, like we went through, like I said, probably ten or fifteen different occurrences of flight uh, missing deadlines just for just for sampling. Even we went through. I think it was ten or twelve different sampling, and those were delayed week after week. Oh, we ran into a problem with our vendor. It's going to be a two week delay. It's going to be this, and I want people to realize is I understand delays. We get it. We're doing, we're purchasing from probably close to 50 different vendors on a daily basis with Viper Industrial. I get delays, but where it's frustrating is when you're not in control. Right now, if we we run into a problem with a vendor, we're calling them, we're going to their door, we're flying to them. Like we're figuring it out that same day. It's not like they tell us, oh, there's a delay, and we just sit back with our hands up like, oh, well, they said it's a delay, yeah. which I feel is what's happening at this organization because they're not taking this project on like it's theirs. And it's not just that, you know? too. There's other stuff, too, as far as like when it starts coming out, like, okay, we got the formula nailed down. Oh, you know, we actually ran those numbers, and like we're actually a dollar over budget. Okay, now I have to go back and redo the whole process, reformulate the entire thing based on that information. That, too. Then we do it again, and it's like, Oh shit! You know we did it again. Oh wait, just kidding. Even though we we scared you guys, we had to do it again. It was actually an error. We miscalculated. And it's like so it was we got one thing after another. We got over pricing back like probably seven or eight months ago. Hey, this is what we think the price is going to be per can, and we're like, that's way too high. This was our target price, and then they out of nowhere they recalculate. Oh, here's actually what it is. And then we dive into the numbers. A week goes by. It's just bad business. It's bad business. A week goes by and they come back again. Sorry, our calculations were wrong. It's actually this price. We got three different prices within a week mm-hmm. of that formulation period. Remember, like, those are things we forgot because we, in the past three months, have gone through hell and back with these guys already. So, like, there's so much stuff we went through that we forgot. So, long story short, we have this middleman company. been working with them for about a year and a half. And... Like Alex said, they're just doing our purchasing. They're buying from vendors that they have relationships with, bringing all the materials to the packager to package up and bottle our cans. And we had production set up, like in place with the packager on May 8th, Eighth. it was. Yeah. May 8th. Today is May 9th, so it's supposed to be yesterday. That was set in stone, and then... Just about a month ago, we got notification saying, hey, we can actually move this up to May 2nd. Because we're so on track. Yeah, we're actually we're so, ahead of schedule. So they say, hey, we can move this up a week. And, <laughs> of course, we're like, dude, hell yeah, Done. this is awesome. Done. Let's do it. Like That gives us plenty more time to now have finished, completed cans to take to take photos of. And we get back from our L.A. trip, which is like April 31st. And that next Monday, May 1st, we get notification saying – Hey, our printing can company that does like the uh, the the can print is ran into a delay. It's gonna be it's gonna be two more. They need two more days, so we're not gonna be able to produce as, until May fifth. It was. No, no, that Friday. We're no like, problem. Shit I happens. It. I get it. Yeah, it sucks. We're like, bomb. Damn it! I was so excited to, to yeah. taste this thing, but it's like cool. It's still the same week. Whatever. We have new guys starting this week. We got to. If there was anyways. a couple more delays, like it, it's understandable. I get Stuff it. like that happens. Yeah. Cool. We're still on time to, for our May seventeenth launch. Sure. Okay, Friday. Friday's the the new date. Thursday rolls around. Thursday before the day we're supposed to formulate. I want everyone to understand yes. that the day before 
everything we were literally gonna go and it was gonna be f- like put together and put in a can everything was supposed to be already at the facility way in right. advance or whatnot we we're just supposed to go and show up and it was supposed to get made correct so the day before literally have, within less than 24 hours before we we're supposed right. to be there before we we're supposed to start we have tens of thousands of dollars invested in this pro no hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in this project we have uh a po- huge podcast lined up the day after the launch strategically planned for that date so we could help promote viper energy this this podcast is huge and we have all this marketing we've been we've been pushing ads to the website for well over a month promoting a may 17th launch and a may 10th pre-launch which is tomorrow and thursday rolls around like alex said the literal day before production they say hey one of our vendors forgot to add in your vitamin blend to their production and it is not at yeah the, like they didn't order the it. bottling they plant. forgot to order they they forgot the company, to order the company that was supposed to order everything forgot to order one thing not just one, the no, main, like, one of the main ingredients. But like, you want <laughs> like, to stress that it was the company and all they were to do was order the order. ingredients and they forgot to order ingredient. Which is a 12-week lead time for that blend. So it's like, this absurd. wasn't something that was It's like, absurd. Yeah. It's like, to where you're speechless almost of like, I don't even know what to say. And again, this we're, we're not complaining. We're not bitching. Shit happens. But when you have a middleman that's job is to make sure that these things are done, it's just like if that was my job to make sure the ingredients were done, like that's my job. It should be done. Correct. And so for it not to be done and then sit there and blame it on the other company, that's where it gets a little bit. It's not like, again, we're not complaining, bitching. It's just like it's just unacceptable at that point. Like, right. So and to find that out the day before, like where was the, where was the checklist? Where like where was this? When was this last done? You know, like did you not yeah. go through this stuff? Hey, you know we're hey we're a month out. Are we still on, are we still scheduled to order all that stuff? Because that's your job, right? Yeah, cool. You order all that stuff, cool. See, and you a couple weeks to, out, hey, you did you have to check for it because that's shouldn't. their job. And then like a couple weeks before, hey, just, and we would have if we could have been purchasing. Just, yeah, just, I just know. double checking, man. Hey, did you send everything to the brewing company? Oh yeah, you did. Okay, uh, just. Quick checklist. You got A, B, C, D, F, G. Oh, cool. On par. There right, we go. Right. Like it's a simple the email. fact that that wasn't done at all those steps Super is, unprofessional. is the, the part that gets me. Yeah. And not only that, how hard have we been pushing the team the last two months? Yeah, pretty hard. Viper Energy, like Hiring shoots. Hiring more people, all this stuff. Every single day we had a Viper Energy shoot. Weekends, like late nights. You, Sam's you, like, I know. You left my house at <laughs> 9 p.m. because we're doing shoots. Yeah. On like a Thursday. Yeah. The amount of effort we put into this to this launch, and it's like it's just frustrating. Like Alex said, we're not bitching, we're not complaining, we're just emphasizing what we've experienced with this company and the struggles and why we're gonna have to push the launch date back. Yeah. So Thursday comes around, they say, hey, we forgot whether it was them or the vendor forgot to add it into their system. One of the most crucial blends of Viper Energy production's not gonna happen for. Uh, to yet be determined date. And they just kind of threw up their hands. They threw up their hands and then no and more notifications yeah. through the weekend. So this is Friday and no notifications through the weekend. We get a notification yesterday saying, hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be potentially the beginning of June to launch no, this. No, mid June. Or mid June to, so to get the ingredients done. Out there. And it's like And no like no real like no real effort to do anything. It was just like it was Hey, li- sorry. Yeah. Let me know if you have any questions. It's like, right. yeah. it's like it's like let me know just... if you have any questions. 
And this whole time, we didn't yeah, sit I have back. Yeah, I got a like, ton of questions. Like, we want to get, like, this, I guess the vibrant mindset is, like, what can we do? And we're, like, roundtable brainstorming, trying to get in contact with them. Like, what can we do? How can we How can we use other resources to try and speed this up, get this done? And, like, that mentality was just, like, eh, oh, it's, it is what it is. There's right. nothing else we can do about it. Which is which is unfortunate because, of course, we're going to terminate the contract and we're taking this in-house because we are, like Alex was saying, we are a company that is – that likes to do things ourselves because we will go to extreme levels to get whatever needs to be done done mm-hmm. in a timely manner. If we make a promise, that's another thing I want to I want to note is we look s- stupid. It goes to trustworthy. Like you know, we, we, we look we, stupid. We marketed a launch. Just, not you know? that it's not, like I'm not so much as we look stupid. I feel like it. it, it we I don't know. It looks. I'm a big person on timeliness, on all that stuff. And like your word is your word. And it's like, I know it sounds stupid. We said it's going to launch and it's like, it should happen or whatever. But I feel like that's kind of our word. We put it out there. Like we right. told these people we're going to send them stuff. Told people we're going to send them these boxes. We told people we're going to send them these fridges. Like now we get to go back on all that stuff. And yeah, while it's not our fault per se, we go back on our word. And that like to start off a relationship of a yeah. new product and say, hey, I know we said we, we were going to do that, but we're not going to do that. Right. It doesn't matter that there's a reason, in my opinion. It's like we didn't follow through on the word. Correct. And at the end of the day, we can sit here and say they they did this, they didn't do that, whatever. At the end of the day, it's on us. It's mm-hmm. our brand. It doesn't matter who screwed up. It's it's us. We right. take accountability for it, and it's, yeah. just, it, it's unfortunate. Because that, yeah. that goes into the trustworthy part. So to, to start off a trustworthy uh, product and new brand and have to you know back up on that mm-hmm. kind of sucks. So we're looking at it as a way – and as an opportunity to one, we want to be completely upfront with everybody listening that it's going to be delayed till middle of June. Um, we won't be having a pre-sale May 10th tomorrow. Um, but this is an opportunity for us to internally get our ducks in a row and really find a good structure for Viper Energy to where we can have a 10x bigger launch than we would have mm-hmm. on May 17th. We're just, just we're gonna take this time okay. to do stuff bigger and better. We're taking and this energy and everything we've learned, and we're gonna utilize that to our full advantage to make sure that this launch is huge, and that we deliver in a timely manner the next time that we say when we're gonna launch. Everything's just gonna get better. It's gonna be better. We're, we're gonna have gonna a bigger sit team. Back and wait. We're like they want us ten to. more people. Yeah. We're gonna have a bigger team. We're gonna have better structures. We're gonna have better processes. We're gonna have better videos. Like we're All gonna have this podcast we, launch. Yeah. All Let's the stuff go. we had planned, like all the boxes, all the fridges. Now we have more time to make it even better. Now Everything. we'll do stuff even bigger and better. Like we'll take it, we'll use it. Yeah. So we With wanted. That being said, yeah, we wanted. When somebody to... orders from Viper Energy, you're fucking damn well sure we're gonna get that to you. <laughs> Trust me. In the time frame that we said we would. We'll have all processes set up internally to make sure that the day you order, like it is being shipped out that night, if not early next morning. Yeah. With experience above and beyond what you ever expected. Because so, that's just how we operate. That's, that's how we operate. Expect other people to do that, but that's how you get your expectations. Exactly. <laughs> so we're taking this into our own hands after the first initial production, and we're going to do our damage to prevent any other further delays in the future. Because so, we're being in charge of it. <laughs> because we're, we'll be in yeah. charge of it. Um, but, yeah, we wanted to, to have a podcast to publicly announce obviously the the delays and experiences that we've gone through um and deeply apologize to anybody that was ready to purchase but june middle of june will be a bigger and better 
and better launch than it was before. And I think because this is a business podcast, I think we need to take a, a spin on it right now. And like, yeah, we told you about this situation and, you know, relay all that stuff to you. But like, let's take a step back and like talk about like what we learned from it. What are the business lessons from this and how we are going to grow from it and how we can help other people, how how this can help those other people. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let's. He's like, fuck, that was easy. <laughs> See no. how it easy? Just, I'm just... <laughs> no, I agree. Let's let's use this as a as a business side or a learning experience. Um, it's similar to what we talked about yesterday, Monday morning, is sometimes when no matter how bad you want something or think you want something and it doesn't turn out, that there's a reason why it didn't turn out and that there is potentially something even better that you couldn't even imagine right around the corner, that you, you gotta, truly can't even, that you can't even plan. You got to have that perspective too. You do. And like, but that doesn't say when a problem arises that you just sit back and toss your hands up. It means that when a problem arises, you scope it out from all different avenues and think, what can I possibly do to make this into something? And you push as hard as you can and you continue to push day in and day out and eventually something will yield. I want to give the example of when we're buying or when we found this building. You know, Dylan and I at our old facility, it was 3,000 square feet and it was corked tight. Like it was, we had to take foam outside during the day. I think we told this story in the one of the podcasts. We took foam outside in the morning just so we can operate, moved it back in uh at at the end of, end of the day so every single night dylan and i would drive around town to find an open warehouse space that was a little bit bigger we found one right around the corner that was about double the size we were like dude this is the building we must have plain and simple it was like a month through conversation with the with the landlord and eventually it fell through and we were devastated like dude we're gonna we're not gonna be able to operate like we're gonna have to close up shop or like build a bit, like actually take out a loan to build a building. So we're like, all right, whatever, let's just keep looking. Something's going to pop up. We go around the next corner and find another building that's about three, four times the size. And we're like, okay, dude, now I know why we didn't get that other one because of this one. There's no lease sign on it, no for sale sign. And um, we went online to find the person who was paying taxes on it, wrote them a note a letter, put it in their mailbox to say, hey, we're interested to rent this if nobody's, if it's vacant. Didn't hear anything back for, for months. So right there, it's like, oh, shit, not going to get that one either. Like, we're, we're kind of screwed, man. Coming home from picking up seats one night, I got a call from our vendor saying, hey, our parent company that was in this building before, it grew out of it and they're going to be moving out. Here's the address. Go take a look. Let me know. They're going to put it on the market like next week. I go take a look and it's 45,000 square feet up from our 3,000 square feet. So that's like 12X what we had before. And it's like, holy shit, like this is going to be perfect, but it's huge. Like this is gonna be a ginormous risk, but this could be the future of Viper. And I told my brother and dad about it and they're like, dude, way too big. We're not, no way we're gonna And what'd you do, Dan? So we rented it out. I'm like, <laughs> dude, we'll take it. Like done, plain and simple. I could definitely see us growing in this in this building. And the moral of the story is when I didn't want this building, I never even knew about this building. Mm -hmm. I wanted those other two buildings, but it's not what I want. There's a better future for you as long as you continue to push. So whenever you're faced with problems, push as hard as you can, but just know that if something doesn't go your way, there's a reason for it. And And you just have to be patient. 
And I think the element there too is like when something happens to you, yeah, like you don't want to go straight into like, yeah, everything happens for a reason and like just put your hands up. Like I think when something happens, you have to really learn to um, really learn what is within your control and what's not. I think that's the biggest thing. Like there's stuff that's within your control and there's stuff that's not. And I think the only way you can determine that is when something happens to you, you have to be able to look at the situation, try to do everything within your power and means that makes sense to try and remedy, fix the situation. And then you got to realize when you've when it's been enough, like you mm-hmm. can't force things. You got to know, you got to figure out when it is a stop, like what's within your control. Once you figure that it's not within your control and such as life type deal, that's when you have to say, okay, this is happening for a reason. There's mm-hmm. something else that's going to come. That's going to be better. Having that positive mindset, having yeah. that perspective and not just sitting back and having that mindset, doing what you did with the shops is like, continue to go out there and find the next mm-hmm. one, find the next one. You can't just like sit there like, oh, shit happens, something better will happen. No, it's like, that happens. Can I do anything to fix it? I'm going to try all these things. Okay, that didn't work out. Now, something better is going to happen, and I'm going to go make sure it does fucking happen. Like, Correct. this whole manifesting thing, like, I love that. But, like, manifesting doesn't work if you don't do the work to get it. Correct. So, like, you can say, yeah, th- it's okay that we didn't get these shops, but we're going to get a better one and just sit there. Like you got to go out and find that shop yeah, and I, that's how that new shop comes to you. Mm-hmm. It's not just luck or no. everything's written in the stars and shit happens at ABC for you. Like you have to put the work in between B and C. Yeah. I think there, so I read something once and I've only used it a handful of times, but it was basically, so when you're presented with a problem that you can't solve yourself to write it on a piece of paper and then like think of somebody that you respect or who you would like look up to who's a problem solver in you know that industry and like place the piece of paper try and get into their headspace and say like how would how would Dane solve this problem like how would you know like here's the issue you know how would Benjamin Franklin deal with this how would mm-hmm. you know and if you can stop thinking like yourself every now and again because you know we all have our own limitations and try and you know, come up with the solution from somebody else's point of view, I think you can yeah. open doors for yourself. So Honestly, for me, it comes down to just undeniable faith. Like, I know everything's going to be fine. Yeah. I do. Mm. I know everything's going to be totally fine because I know that we are going to continue to push every single day. Every single day. So, like, that's why I know everything's going to be fine. Mm. I'd be a little bit more concerned if I'm like, oh, everything's going to be fine, and then I, I sit back. We all sit back and just watch TV mm-hmm. or not do anything for that actions. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what you're you're saying is like you can't just say, oh, no, it's fine. Some, everything will work out and just sit back. You have to go and do it. That's the only way things yeah. are going to actually turn out in your favor. So, like, we're taking this experience with the whole delays, production, everything we learned. And I'm looking at it as a very expensive tuition. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Every, we're, going to, yeah. we're going to school right now. Yeah, like this, true, this has man. been a, a costly endeavor. But like, look at all the things we're learning that we won't run into in the future. If you didn't fail, you wouldn't learn. I think is the biggest takeaway from it. If, like right. these, like if this went smoothly, we wouldn't learn these lessons. And then what? 
are we growing? No. Right. Is that better that we like have a flawless launch? Yeah. But like the the failures and the lessons that we learned from it are invaluable. Correct. It's Agreed. just going to make us a better company. Right. Agreed. So the same thing, like if you just have a company bankrolling all this stuff and you get to make whatever decisions you want, launch whatever products you want, don't have to worry about it in the headaches, don't have to worry about like costs or whatever. Like, are you really going to be the best brand out there or is the better brand going to be the one that went through all the hardships, all the struggles, all that stuff? Like what one's going right. to last longer? What one's going to be a more impactful, meaningful brand? Which one's backed by money and which one's backed by Passion. simply Sheer hard work? determination. Literally. Yeah. There's two completely different companies there. One's going to look all big, fancy, fugazi, fugazi. And the other tomato, one's going to be... Tomato, you know? <laughs> the other one's going to be gritty workers that know what it takes to get yeah. shit done. Yeah, Not going to have the nicest cars out there, but those motherfuckers are going to know how to work. You know, everybody else are going to be flaunting their Ferraris and this and that. But like when shit hits the fan, they won't go in and, and do the dirty work where we will. doesn't matter what level that we're at. Like when it gets dirty, when it gets hard, we are going to be, doesn't matter what position you're in. We're all on the grindstone. Yeah, dude, it's Viper. You know? And that's the Absolutely. thing is like, I think everyone can look at us right now and be like, oh yeah, start an engineering company because you have a successful industrials it's like no bro it's a no. passion man i'm glad you can see that it's successful i'm glad that everyone thinks it's successful now but like you know yeah. the shit we went through and do we know, have, like we have some like, of the biggest brands bashing us on uh april fool's day yeah man like it's, just, it's like it, it i use that that's motivation right there like, absolutely. plug that in your brain and it's good to go but absolutely. um i couldn't be more stoked i'm even more excited now to get this launch than I was before because I know we're getting closer to the date where we can take control of it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. And we're going to make this thing 10 times the size that we ever imagined. And it's going to be the coolest brand for motocross, motorcyclists, for boxers, for football players, for skiers, for athletes to be sponsored by. I want to work with anybody who wants to go above and beyond and quit working with the bigger kind of shitty brands. If you want to work with a fun company... Come work with Viper. I think that's where you need to uh, give a quick Viper Energy ad now. This podcast was brought to you by Viper Energy. Viper Energy is packed with all nine essential amino acids. It also has a vitamin and mineral blend. Um, so for those that are kind of short on magnesium and zinc, Viper Energy could be a great source for you. It also has 150 milligrams of natural caffeine backed by L-theanine as well. So when you combine natural caffeine with L-theanine, you get an insane boost of energy that is sustainable throughout the day as well. Not only that, but there is no artificial ingredients, sweeteners, flavors, or preservatives in Viper Energy. Got anything in there if I'm dehydrated? Yeah, it is. it has electrolytes that will replenish your thirst and give you hydration throughout the day as well. So Viper Energy will be launching at an undisclosed date sometime <laughs> in the middle of June. But stay tuned, continue listening, like, and subscribe once it's on YouTube and Apple yeah, and Spotify. Spotify. So thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate you. Anything else you guys want to say before we leave? Mm -mm. That's pretty good. Let's go yeah. all in. Thanks, guys.